0: You were listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. My name is Aaron McManus, and I'm here with my dad, Erwin Raphael McManus. So good to be with you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy
1: New Year and Merry Christmas. Merry
0: uh, Christmas. I just
1: love the season. I
0: feel like Thanksgiving was just here.
1: It's true. December I, has flown. Yeah, and I still have evidence of that because I haven't lost the Thanksgiving weight. So No. <laughs> I got I, I went on a run uh, on Sunday
0: morning before church and I my time was so slow. So slow.
1: I couldn't go on a run. I could go on a roll.
0: Okay. Um, I want to talk about, you have a really good friend named John Gordon, and he kind of pressures you each year to give
1: a word for the next year. It's because he has this theme. I think he has a book called One Word or something like that. And he kind of really popularized this whole one word thing. Okay. And, And so every year he'll text me or Instagram me or tweet me. Here is one go. Yeah. What's your one word, or what's your one what's word? What's your one word? And I am a little defiant. I am a little rebellious, so I would never give him a one word. And I'd say, John, I can't limit my life to one word or I'd one yeah. sentence, or yeah. I'd give him two words or three words. Yeah, and yeah. and this year he posted on Instagram: "What's your one word for 2022?" And I I I know I was going to do something snarky or you know um, you know just sort of you know humorous, but a word exploded in my brain. Well, I want you to say that word to the end.
0: Can you say that word to the end?
1: I will say that word to the end, but well, I how- I had to respond because I felt like it, it just filled me up and I knew this was my word for the year. So
0: if you're listening right now, you got to wait to the end to find out the word, but I want to just talk about how would you just, dis- is there a word you would give the last year? Because that's something I think this podcast is very much about. Is we're oftentimes reflective, we're oftentimes predicting the future, we're oftentimes talking about what's going on. It's a social commentary. But is there, if you could give the last year a word, is there a word you would give it? Wow, the word that came to my mind was chaos,
1: and the word that comes to my mind is fear. Wow, I think you might be spot on, and. Uh, your your word is the the flame, and I think my word is the smoke. Well, I think I, well, I think I think my <laughs> word builds on your word. I think your word
0: yeah. was twenty twenty. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like, and if you were to package these two years as like a a
1: bundle pack, you see, I think twenty twenty was paralysis.
0: Well, I think okay, everything I, stopped. That's what it felt like. But then you yeah. had
1: all the riots. That's true. That's true. You no, know, you're right. Uh, twenty twenty was. Defined in many ways by chaos. But You're then right. again, like it feels like that. And the last episode, we talked about it.
0: You, you started off, you said you have a, you have some things to pick with the government.
1: I do. I, Let's go. I just, you know, I, I saw something this morning and I just thought, I'm going to talk about it and just going to let the chips fall. They may because I think this is really unhealthy. Talk to me. All right. This Our is, government, unhealthy. Very this interesting. Is from whitehouse.gov. So this isn't from someone's opinion about what the government is saying. Yeah. This is what the government is saying. Is that right, Brooke?
2: Yes, it's from Jeffrey Zients. He's the coordinator of the COVID-19 task force for Joe Biden.
0: We missed you, Brooke. We did. We missed you.
1: I mean, uh, Austin was great. Austin's always great. But we did miss Brooke. We did miss Brooke. Brooke's back. All right. This is what whitehouse.gov says. You can go there yourself and read it. It says, we are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing. And we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves. And you're going to hell. Your families and the hospitals you will soon overwhelm. When I read this, I was a combination of things. I was shocked. I was disgusted. I was angry. I thought, this is so dark. I add. Uh, in my mind, my immediate response was, this isn't just, um, creating fear. It's, it feels evil to me. And I'm just going to say that when, when you, uh, you know, we don't always refer to the Bible in battle already, but you know, the Bible talks about blessings and curses and I, I would like to differ
0: your, your statement, uh, not differ your statement. I would like to just clarify your statement. We talk about the Bible way more than most
1: podcasts. Okay. That's true. Yeah. 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 And all right. I I, yeah. I can see that. We're a podcast with the, with the faith. Absolutely. Because we're yes, people with faith. Has, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. And- Our podcast gave its life to Jesus when it started four <laughs> years ago. And we baptized her three years ago. Yes,
1: <laughs> and, uh, and so-
0: <laughs> And then again last year because he needed it.
1: Yeah. I, well, and this Sunday at Mosaic, I talked about the passage where Zechariah receives this vision that they're going to have a baby. Right. And the angel, because Zechariah didn't believe, said, you will be silenced. And and he became mute for a season. And I talked about how um, the angel that was in the presence of God came with good news. And Zechariah, who actually had not been in the presence of God, had nothing good to say. And so God would rather have him be silent. And I'm reading this, and I'm thinking, this feels like a blessing and a curse. Hmm. It's like a blessing on the vaccinated and a curse on the unvaccinated. And and so I, I want to deal with science because we, we I, I've heard this phrase you know trust the science for two years now yeah and I think the government is not only not trusting science it's right. manipulating science right because it says for the unvaccinated you are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves your families and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm based on the effect of Omicron all the science tells us that Omicron's effect is virtually minimal there is slight um we um. Tiredness and maybe scratchy throats. There have been almost no reports of any severe response to Omicron. Yeah, there is zero scientific evidence that Omicron is going to drive people to hospitals. The Delta variant was different, and uh, COVID nineteen itself was was different, but Omicron itself gives us no scientific basis from which to move toward panic. And then they have the White House say, "You're looking for a winter of severe." Illness and death for yourselves, your families, in the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. This just feels almost, uh, almost apocalyptic, and um, you know I, I try to be really politically um, agnostic, but but I I, I was, don't I have found faith and, uh, politically, but this makes me angry. Yes, and uh, and of course later it talks about vaccinating your children, and I'm I'm like, what is happening? And I think we need to pay attention to this because. Um, you know, as, as dangerous as COVID was to many, many people, it was still a low percentage of the whole. But Omicron is not that. And it seems almost as if the government cannot actually in its own um, integrity go, hey, we're, we're overreaching here. This is this, uh, Omicron isn't dangerous. I mean, really, the headline should be, thank God Omicron is mild. But instead, we have this global headline of we're all going to die. Mm. And, uh, what, what do you and think? I'm just angry about it. I just think it's really wrong. I think what yeah. the government is doing is unhealthy. It's going to destroy um, our society's mental health. I think we have a generation of people who are living in fear. And and I think they're only adding to the problem. Yeah, it's really interesting watching people that you find that, uh, there's some incredible people around us in
0: our community, and, and, and I, I've lost a lot of respect for people who live in fear, you know, mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean because I mean, I think we all live in fear. I think that's something I, I think about daily. I am someone who has lived in a constant state of fear.. Mm. You know, I think fear of, you know, whether I'll be great or not, fear if I'll accomplish anything, fear of like, can I step out of the shadow of being your son, fear of being Mariah's big brother, just tons of fears, like normal, I think, human fears. And then mm-hmm. you add apocalypse fears, <laughs> apocalyptic fears. Yeah. And then you add political fears. Then you add, you know, uh, like the the cancel culture. And then you add all of these fears that have kind of like become this conglomeration, conglomeration. Is that really a word? Yeah, it is. Well done. I just George
1: Bush that one into the future. Um, <laughs> a conglomeration of... No, no. You actually fear. say the word that's real by accident. George Bush would make up words
0: that were but, not real on I purpose. Think, <laughs> but I think George Bush... But I think George Bush is in the future coming back, making words up going, you haven't seen it in the future, but yeah. George Bush is an agent of the future. That's all I'm saying. All right, here I'm we go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, so I do think that that this is added to it, right? I I, I have a couple to really make it simple trust the sciences trust the liberals that's really what it is it really is what it is and 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 you know the the phrase i think a lot of people were using in la of the be, you know which which evil do you choose for president was the better mm-hmm. the better of two evils that was the, the the choice with biden was the better of two evils that was like what people kept saying that's the phrase right
1: yeah yeah uh, yeah i think that's right right the better two evils isn't that right in that phrase
2: correct okay
1: i got Thank two you, two for two you're two for two keep on a, going on don't, a Monday morning
0: let's don't go not, don't lose track <laughs> but I really do think for the for the first time in a while we're seeing two evils at play right because I you know not, not trying to like paint them in its, in their entirety I think both Every human has things that are good about them, but I think you're watching a political party do something really evil for the last four years, and now you're watching a, a political party do something really, really dark for the last two years.
1: And only a year. A year? A year. Good Lord. Right. We've it's only like, had a year. It's like Game you know, of Thrones. the Biden. long winter right now. And, and because I always try to assume good intention, I'm like, um, the only good intention I can put behind this Is that we have people in charge who are so paralyzed by fear that they are blind to the science Mm. and incapable of looking at the facts and communicating hope. Or it's such a ploy of manipulation to try to get people to conform who have not been vaccinated. And I've been vaccinated, so this is not me fighting for myself, but I am fighting for a future where the government does not have that kind of totalitarian control over every person's life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I I think this to me, um, feels dictatorial.
0: Yeah. It it does feel dictatorial. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, thank God Joe Biden's one of the worst like leaders we've ever seen in our lives because you know, like Trump was a dark figure, but he was polarizing and that Mm -hmm. was a scarier thing. I think Mm -hmm. Biden, well, I don't, it doesn't feel like Biden's from my perspective, it doesn't feel and Brooke, you could chime in on this. It doesn't feel like President Joe Biden has maybe the um strategic intellect or prowess to put these things in motion.
1: It feels more nefarious. It than, feels like there are people around him doing it. Yeah, like it feels yeah.
0: like the party coalition trying to like create a narrative to instill fear in our society. What do you think? And not in conspiracy, just going like this is what it feels like.
2: Yes. But also you know, also he was stepping into this machine that's been running for two and a half years and to try to change there's, you know, I When you think, say the wait,
1: machine, do you mean the Democratic Party? Or what do you mean, mean two and a half years?
2: Yeah, the Democratic Party's response to COVID. Sure. Um and he I would I agree that he hasn't done anything to change the narrative.
1: Right. But wouldn't you think that this is a moment where as president you would say, um, We Democrats, were right about COVID-19, and we're right to be concerned about Delta. Omicron is not the same thing. We don't need to be worried about this. The American people need to go back to work, and just the life is normal. And this is not an apocalyptic moment. Omicron is not something that you need to worry about. We don't send out death sentences for the common cold.
2: I don't understand the hesitancy to take a stronger stance. I don't know if it's wanting to, not wanting to go against the general world sense when entire countries are shutting down around us and we're not, you know, if that will make us look weak in our response. I'm not sure what it is, but there must be something that we're not seeing.
0: I think the key word was uh, hesitancy to. Take a strong stance. I think you have to have strength to take a strong stance. Yeah. We watched a president for the last four years mm-hmm. take a really strong stance on really stupid things. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, like, so that you know, like, but there was a lot of strength, it wasn't in the right direction, mm-hmm. but it was there was a lot of power. Yeah. And now we're watching a different kind of power, right? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it would be, I would love to hear you talk about one, what, why the mechanism. I, I listened to a debate between wow, three people that were super boring and Jordan B. Peterson, who can, is like 50-50 depending on the day. Yeah. And, and it was, it, you know, each one of them were a different political kind of perspective, but they kind of teamed up two conservatives and two liberals and I think two Canadians, or one Canadian and one British guy and two Americans. And it was really interesting hearing because uh, uh, one of the conclusions was that the other side led with fear. Mm-hmm. they lead with fear that it isn't even about function or perspective or even intelligence because everyone in that party was intelligent or that 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 conversation, but it was really like the conclusion was if you are on the left it was being led by fear where on the right was um a, d- a different perspective mm-hmm. and and I, and, it, and for me like i, I Whichever way you lean it, it doesn't really matter to me I just think being able to have open conversation where you talk about trust trust the science trust the data The fact that the White House is putting out a statement without actual like data backing it yeah. Why do why the entirety of our like Academ our academic background do we have to like cite our sources until you get to be the president? <laughs> do you know what I'm like you remember we weren't allowed to use Wikipedia Yes, like like Sorry, I'm older than you
1: guys. We didn't have Wikipedia.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It didn't matter because neither did we. We weren't allowed to use it even though everyone already did. Um, Mm. But... I don't understand. How how is he, how is the president able or like uh, the, the, whatever, like the the press secretary able to make press releases without actually citing its sources and backing it with actual functional data and science?
1: But for all you here students, here's how you use Wikipedia. You go to the bottom of Wikipedia, you go to all the references and you go to the original material and that's how you can actually use a Wikipedia without using Wikipedia. But presidents, yes, um, don't seem to have to cite science and don't seem to have to cite um, uh, data. Right. And But I think sometimes it's because they're more driven by the political narrative than they are by actually uh, the truth. I, I mean, I just look at, like, functional things. Like, we, we have to be vaccinated, it looks like, to get on airplanes. Okay. But we don't have to be vaccinated to cross the border illegally. So oh. it makes me wonder, and here, I'm an immigrant. I'm just saying this. It makes me wonder if— we're actually sincere in what we're trying to implement. Like, are right. we trying to simply make life for citizens so difficult that they are forced to be vaccinated? Because if we really believed that the vaccination was for the safety of all the people, we would not allow anyone to cross the border without having both the vaccinations and maybe the booster, because that's what they're saying. So you wouldn't allow thousands upon tens of thousands of people to cross the border yeah. unless we vaccinated. Why can't, if you're trying to force Americans to be vaccinated, why can't you force undocumented aliens who are crossing the board to be vaccinated saying, Hey, look, if you're going to come across here illegally, then you have to be here for three weeks. You have to have double vaccination and then we'll let you come in against the law. Uh, uh, you know? That would be the <laughs> easiest way to vaccinate people and in, in, at
0: the border. for <laughs> sure. But, I, right. I, no, I'm saying you're not it, talking not, about immigration. You're just talking no, about the, the, the duplicity inconsistency
1: and, yeah. and the duplicity of what we're saying as a nation, we're implementing because we're concerned right. about right. COVID. Yeah. And I'm going, it's, it feels so dynamically political right now that um, I, I think there are probably moments where um, President Trump should have said, hey, you need to go do this, even if it went against the politics. And I think there are moments now with Biden, he need to say, hey, we need to stop acting like this is the same thing, even if it goes against his politics. But, but, but just the language made me angry. It, it just felt like a curse, you know. Get ready for winter, severe illness, and death for you, your families, and loved ones, and, and the hospitals you're going to um, overflow. And, and I'm like, "What government?" I mean, it felt Marxist. I mean, I'm sorry, it just, it, it just explain how it felt Marxist. Because when you have a government that uses fear and coercion to move people toward compliance, that's when it no longer feels like a democracy, mm. and um, and, it, and it makes me nervous because I'm going, we, abd- as humans, we abdicate freedom when we're driven by fear because we choose safety over freedom. Hmm. And I, I see this as an overwhelming avalanche of momentum where uh, we are just willing to, uh, mandates are supposed to be temporary, quote, temporary laws. And, but the mandates have become permanent laws and, um, I mean, we 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 had a letter sent to us because of one of our uh, campuses, um from a the, going to the police, it was a concerned citizen. and um, and I'm going,
0: this is what his what letter ha- say. give context,
1: yeah, because um we say that, um, in one of our campuses, you um we encourage you to um to wear masks if it makes you feel comfortable, to stay home if you feel uncomfortable in a crowd. Uh, but mm-hmm. we will not be strictly reinforcing the MAX mandate because we're not going to walk around and tell people to put their masks on. We're not going to be the uh, the, um, the government telling people what to do. And um, and so someone, quote, reported us for being honest on our website yeah, okay. about our position on right. that. And, um, and I got the police sending me a letter going, you need to conform. And I'm going, a concerned resident in Czechoslovakia, that's what happened during the communist regime um the the reason the the soviet union was able to arrest and kill pastors and arrest and kill christians is that other people turned in their neighbors and said hey that person is a christian that person reads the bible that person is a pastor that person goes to church and the communists depended on quote the um concerned citizen the concerned citizen I well, mean the moment we have quote concerned citizens turning each other in and and by the way, and I wish I had the details of this, I was listening to, I was at my last uh, TED conference and they had a speaker, they were like really like elevating as a hero from China because he created an algorithm where people in China could turn in their neighbors if they were not... Um, meeting the environmental regulation code. So if they were, I guess, not recycling properly or not um, following the environmental policies. And so Ted was just absolutely celebrating this person and how we should turn this into a global kind of uh, um, uh, application. And I'm going, wait a minute, this is what we want. We want our neighbor turning in our neighbor because he didn't put the paper in the recycling bin and turning them into the government so they can get arrested i'm going any any time that we now think that china is our model for human rights and um you know and, the best and part for about, responsibility is is a problem you know what the best part about recycling in la is that half
0: the time the trash truck just picks up the recycling bin as well oh, i hope not <laughs> no <laughs> i go you through got, a lot of that goes out and watch and you're like it's just the same truck that takes a loop and then comes back and, and you're like oh it's what what am I doing? So you said you would have look. You said if we're looking at the Chinese government to do things to be an example of of how to like uh, what is it police our citizens and we're doing something wrong. What government would you look at in it, as a as a model of I don't know,
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't progression. Uh, well, I, I think the reality is that all governments are flawed. And we have to keep moving toward ideals. But there yeah, are- that wasn't what I was asking. Yeah. I was asking, which government would you look to?
0: What government's doing it better than China? What government's doing better than us? Like, are there actual... Like, some people would say, the, the, like, what is it? Like, the socialism in Norway, but Norway's not actually socialist anymore? Yeah, that's right. But what, yeah. what would it be?
1: Well, you see... Is there I, a
0: government that's doing things that I, I am incredibly
1: biased? Uh, well, you would say El Salvador, but I would say that that's no, where
0: the more. <laughs> no, I,
1: I think that the best system. Serial of, killers
0: live in the world. The best
1: system of government in the world is the United States. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, whether it's a Republican or Democrat, well, no matter who it is, um, try
0: having this podcast in China.
1: Yeah, no, wouldn't it go well. Well, we would we would not be seeing each other for quite a long time. No, and but I, I and I know I know it's Christmas, and I know this episode is supposed to be. More positive and optimistic, but I but you know, our our podcast last week was very prophetic. It was called robbing season. And this weekend three of my friends who were coming to my Christmas party forgot. were robbed. Yeah. One of them came home and their entire house was ransacked. They took a ladder and climbed into the second floor. Because they realized people don't lock their windows in the second floor. So lock your windows in the second floor. Another one of my friends called me. He was at the gym. They broke into his locker, stole his wallet and keys, were already spending his credit cards uh to buy things. And he was in a panic because who he had to that? get and um uh, he's a friend of mine. I don't want to say it on, on podcast. Okay. And then the third one was someone who went hiking, locked her door, they crashed through the window yeah, and yeah. stole her purse. Yeah. And and that was just over the weekend after we did the episode robbing season. So I I you know, because yeah. battle ready, is we're supposed to be dealing with real issues, um, I think we really are in the middle of a cultural crisis. I think this is a moment where um we we're seeing violence go out of control. I mean the um the amount of theft is is um uh, unparalleled. and um and and I, I was talking to someone this past week and they were talking about how um in hold on, uh, by the uh, way, so
0: literally as we're speaking, I get a DM because the the Shade Room, which is like a an Instagram that has 25 million followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you follow it or don't follow it. Mm-hmm. To people who are listening, um, they just posted about winter of illness and death. They posted the White House briefing wow. and the comments are 10,000 comments just talking about how ridiculous is this? Like, this is our country. Like, this is insane. Yeah. Insane. Anyways, just, it's, it feels like it's very timely.
1: Yeah. yeah. I just feel like there's a mindset sh- a set shift a philosophical shift in our nation that we need to be paying attention to right now okay and uh and even though she did not confirm, and i'm going to go ahead and just say this um you know when i don't know how to pronounce her name exactly is it saleh omarova when she was uh, nominated um by the biden administration to be controller for the currency of the united states and when you realize it controller of the currency controller of the currency yeah yeah and uh and I mean, here you have a person who's actually from uh, the the Soviet Union, a person who uh, studied at um, at Moscow in Moscow, and I, I'm looking at some of her um, her background here. It says she went to Moscow State University and on the Lenin Personal Academic Scholarship, and uh, her thesis from Moscow State University is titled "Karl Marx's Economic Analysis and the Theory of Revolution in the Capital." And here's the person that is being um, they tried to appoint to be over our currency, who believed that the entire banking system should be eliminated, and that the Fed should actually take control over all banking in the United States, who um, who believed that the Soviet model of quote equality between men and women was far superior than ours, and we should actually uh, look to how to emulate that. And has it ever been this complicated?
0: Because what's interesting to me, yeah. oh, sorry, I know I cut you off. but no, like, no has it ahead. ever been this complicated? Like you've, you know, you've had a bit more generations than I have. Yeah. But uh, the '60s were complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we were killing our own presidents, and that was an interesting thing. But like we, we you know, the last administration got s- criticized heavily for being connected to Russia, mm-hmm. and now this, it feels like this is re- more connected, more connected. To Russia. connected. And uh, Brooke, uh, maybe
1: confirm or deny. <laughs>
2: That it's more regulated?
1: No, no, it's, no. It's, no, it's more connected just as connected, to, connected Russia, to Russia as, as, as they were colossal. saying the Trump administration was.
2: <laughs> I'm not saying, we're not,
0: this is the thing, we're not saying conspiracy. <laughs> it's just saying, we're saying uh, public uh, pers- pers- perception, right? Yeah. Like what it feels like in the media or in like the the, yeah. the uh, Biden administration
1: almost appointing this woman to,
0: that is an actual Marxist communist.
1: Like, and, and openly, like n- not, not a person without integrity, a person who has a history and she actually has a philosophy of economics and of cap of capitalism and communism and if you go back even i remember the one time president obama was sitting there with um putin and the microphones were off and he whispered something like hey, I, wait wait till i'm elected i'll have more flexibility wait than till it. i'm reelected, I can, yeah. i'll have more i'll have more ability to yeah. help yeah and and so i i just wonder if we as citizens are really naive in thinking that Trump is the only president who has a relationship, had a relationship with Russia. It just seems that um, we have relationships with nations from a political perspective that um, we even banish from an economic perspective. And, uh, you know, and, uh, and those things concern me. But what, what, the reason I bring this up is because I think there's an ideological shift in our nation that says um, whatever American democracy is, it's it's not it hasn't worked. It's not good, and we need to look at socialism and other ideologies for the future of America. And and I just want to say, as an immigrant from El Salvador, and um, you really hide behind that one sometimes. <laughs> you know, I'm standing on that platform right now because I think if you grew up here all your life and you think socialism is uh, is a beautiful ideology, you need to pay closer attention uh, to. What it creates around the world?
0: Yeah, go live in Venezuela and go figure. Go, what, live in, go live in Venezuela. See if you last longer than six months. And you need to really alive.
1: Venezuela yeah. was the most prosperous, richest country in all of South America before it became socialist, and right. now the people are starving to death. Right. And 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 I, I think that one of the dynamic issues is that, and I saw this with with, with Trump. Like a, a party is elected, and when they're elected, to they think, oh. We can push things to the extreme in our direction. And so when extreme right, which Americans are not, Americans are, are not uh, a people who want a nation, a nation of racists. Uh, this is not a nation that wants to affirm white nationalism. Um, this is not a nation that doesn't care about um, diversity and the outsider. And Trump just kept pushing it further and further. to so the right, now we have President Biden. I do not believe he's inherently um, a socialist or anything like that. I just think what happens is the Democratic Party got elected and they go, oh, we have a mandate and we're going to push this thing as far to the left as we can. And no one seems to get that the reason millions and upon millions of people did not vote for you is because most of America is actually in the middle and they're terrified that you're going to use being elected as a mandate to push things to a political extreme.
0: Do you think they'll ever get to a point where we take the, country back and not like we as in me and you that's not (laughs) but like the people actually take the country back in a in a healthy way because like for me i'm not anti-government like i'm definitely not an anarchist but i am someone who truly believes i think the longer you look at the problem of whether it's wars whether it's whether it's big big pharma big business whatever problem you have like whether it's environmentalist like i i'm none of those like ra- i don't feel like i'm a radical in any of those sectors mm-hmm. but i do believe that like well, if you look at like where people are dying right like we have the ability to feed people we don't feed people we have the ability to stop wars and by stop like we worry more about regulating weed and regulating uh, uh cigarette smoke and regulating alcohol and taxing every which like vice in the world mm-hmm. and we don't regulate we talked about this last time we don't regulate like the ability to kill somebody like wh- why why are guns even something that we can that are still being made like I have we not reached a level of intellect in in our humanity that says like we need to stop making nukes and then hiding them and major, like, you know, mm. like, I, maybe this is off point, but I'm going, I don't, are we really holding the real people accountable? Because I know I've lost friends. I was supposed to be at a wedding this weekend, but the guy, I don't think, I don't think we're friends anymore because I think he listened to the podcast and heard me, I rants on some of the politics, but he's like the most, the irony is that like. Yeah, there's so, I don't want to go for them, but like the irony is that like this woke culture has kind of taken over the centerpiece, the the, the spotlight, right? Mm -hmm. And in 20 years, it'll probably flip.
1: You hate that phrase, woke culture. I can't believe you used it.
0: Well, because I don't like the people who are woke. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So I think it's it's like a correlation of my feelings towards the word is my feeling towards the people. So I describe Mm -hmm. them by something that, you know, I don't know. So, so, anyways, this is what I'm yep. trying to say. Are we holding the right people responsible? Like, I think is this is this is a fear tactic by the government, mm-hmm. you know? And I hate saying that because it makes it sound like conspiracy theorists. But I really do think that there is no way to ignore that that press release by the White House is meant to scare you.
1: Yeah, and, and, and for the
0: and, and last year was yeah. if you go home, you're gonna kill your grandfather and grandmother. Yeah,
1: you're gonna. I mean, you're gonna kill your. Parents. I heard Garcetti say that.
0: No, like- go go ask your question. Garcetti is a fool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do they win? If 100% of Americans are vaccinated, what do they win? What's the incentive? Why the fear?
1: That is not the, good, is
0: not the question. Let's ask you because I have thoughts. But what do you think, Brooke?
2: What do I think? Yeah. What yeah. do you think they
1: win? Great question. That gives the answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. Because if, if 100% of Americans are vaccinated, then it's through a forcibly delivered mandate that I think would result in some kind of revolution.
1: Right. So but let me add, let me flip around. Uh, they say the uh, the goal is to have everybody vaccinated. Will that eliminate COVID? No. Will it eliminate the threat of COVID? No. So we know that the outcome that's being stated is impossible if we have 100% vaccinated. But I think you're right. It is moving people toward a new political system where uh, the government moves toward almost a martial law of mandates. And Americans are now trained to conform. And one of my friends was on his own property. He saw some kids wearing masks, playing outside. And he said to them, he drew up and he said, hey, you don't have to wear your mask. It's outdoors and I own this property. So it's okay. You don't have to wear your mask. And the kids couldn't take them off because they had been so programmed that they were afraid to take yeah. their mask off. Yeah, yeah, And I'm telling you that, Um, it's not hard to change human behavior. Fear is the Pavlovian dog that causes humans to give up their freedom and to conform to oppressive mandates. And you have to be careful. And so I I just, I'm so angry by what the government put out that uh, I'm not neutral. I, I am not neutral. This was wrong. This is on the border of evil no it
0: was evil it is
1: evil it's, and, it's
0: borderline brainwashy that's yeah. the issue like it, they're trying to brainwash a generation yeah. of going like
1: and it this is, is violating the science
0: it also i think is is destroying like the sanctity of of and like the reverence for the president of the united states like i, I just genuinely have i mean the last four years i think destroyed so much of the reputation of like yeah. who is the leader of our country but i think the, the 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 last year i mean it feels like 10 years but uh I think when a Republican is like, Game, I've been watching Game of Thrones again It's like when a Republican wins, it's like the long summer Like a bunch of bad stuff can happen, but at least it's bright outside and you get more money And then like the long winters when a Democrat's in there Because it just gets dark brooding and really creepy and weird And there's like white walkers walking everywhere Yeah. Sorry, that was just a joke uh, Don't take it seriously My issue with this is the young kids Who think that what the government says is is
1: undeniably true I thought being a liberal meant you were a free thinker.
0: No, See, I I, no, no. I thought being a
1: liberal meant no. that you were more open to more people and all their different views and and it feels to me like being a liberal has become now the new fundamentalism. Interesting. What was the old fundamentalism? Being conservative. Yeah. The moral majority, the extreme right the 1980s. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean in in the 1980s man if you were not on if you're not right wing you were not an American. And uh, you were not a Christian. And so being a Christian and being a Republican became uh, synonymous. And uh, And it feel like now it's gone to the other side of things. And uh, and so that's why in the 80s, I was definitely not a part of that moral majority world. I was, uh, I was, in my mind, more of a free-thinking liberal. And now I'm going, no, I'm still a free-thinking person. Being a liberal now no longer allows me to be free-thinking. Mm-hmm. I have to conform not only to the thinking, but the language, because if you don't use the language, uh, you are no longer part of this tribe. And I'm good. How do you get? How do you cancel my membership? I <laughs> cancel my membership to this tribe. I'm yeah. super good. And and I just uh, and you know I like it, it's interesting because even in Battle Ready, I never feel nervous saying something against the right. right, but I do feel nervous when I say something against the left.
0: I I don't. I used to. Yeah. I like now. I know my, my Instagram. I blow up for like three days. <laughs> you know, but. I, my thing with with, like, there's an artist I like, mm-hmm. and he wrote a song called "Cancel me." and the the chorus says, uh, "I hope you cancel me so I can go spend time with my family. <laughs> like, and, <laughs> but this is my thing. Like, and I'm not trying to be arrogant about it. I'm just like we're posing questions. We're asking questions. And I feel like I, I
1: feel like so much of the government's focus is on the wrong things. yeah. and and today, I'm not just posing questions. Today, I'm actually, making a statement that is definitive for me, what the government posted was wrong. It's destructive and it's evil. And if we allow this kind of framework to continue, uh, we're going down a dark, dark path where fear is going to be the defining narrative of our culture and it's going to destroy people. And let me tell you, far more dangerous than COVID, is the level of loneliness and depression, the exploding rate of suicide, the uh, the explosion of violence, um, of disrespect for private property? It's we are in a societal moment of chaos, and this is not helping. You know, we talked about, or I
0: just made the comments of like, cancel my membership. I'm good with. I'm good with not being a part of this tribe. Which having a conversation about that, like, I don't really know what tribe I feel a part of because the other side, like. I don't feel connected to the Christian conservative or the right- wing. I, I think some of the lo- I think some of the, like the family nucleus stuff is much healthier. I think some of the family values are much healthier. I think I think even like even the, the abortion laws are cr- are crazy, but you're looking at like we don't live in a perfect society so the abortion laws don't work mm-hmm. in that way. You have to be more nuanced. We've talked about this before on the pods. I don't feel scared saying it. I don't feel scared saying anything just. The reality of like when someone tries to cancel me because of things that I've said that like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's fine, whatever. Just come back to this episode and be like, they're coming for me at some point. Let's just offer my head at this point. Um, (laughs) Because this is my thing. Like I I like the idea of like the global church and it helping each other. But also at the same time, I don't enjoy going to other churches, like really like at all. And so I was having this conversation with friends and I'm like, I'm realizing I'm becoming negative about the overall church because I would never take my friends to almost any of them, Mm -hmm. my friends who don't know God. Right. You know, even like mosaic, I like I didn't want to bring anyone here for the last little bit because I was like, are we at the place yet where I feel comfortable enough to 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 bring people in? I'm hard on ourselves. I'm hard on myself. You know, and I don't even platform my own self at church, you know, we we have this conversation all the time because I don't know if where I'm at mentally or in my health or or even spiritually and and I feel like we create such a unique thing but it can be so easily misconstrued for and connected to the the greater majority of Christian conservatism. Sure.
1: Yeah. Well. No. I when I see statements and and um, you know posts from conservative Christians, I cringe and I think I I just can't be a part of this. I yeah. You know, Jesus, I love you. Why do I have to be identified with everyone who who I is identified with you? Right. And and I'm sure they feel that way about me going. You know, or they probably would go, or make is not one of us." And I'm like, "You're right. Uh, you know, we all have a common faith in Jesus, but we don't have a common way of seeing life and seeing the world. No. and I think that's what people understand. Just because you're a follower of Jesus doesn't mean that you now have a singular way of seeing reality. Mm. And uh, I have a very different way of seeing the world than I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the Christians I know, and yeah. especially the ones who are public and who have a voice yeah. um, and a broader spectrum. and um, but at the same time, and, and, and we at Mosaic, I mean, I would say 95% of our congregation is probably um, on the left. They're more like liberal Democrats or socialists. And yeah,
0: You made a and, comment on Sunday talking about liberalism, and it made people feel very awkward. That's because our church is almost all liberals. Do you know what he said, Brooke? Do you remember? It was in Hollywood. I don't. Austin, do you remember what it was? I cannot remember. Do you remember what you said? i don't know i might have been talking about the omicron variant
2: i wasn't in hollywood sorry i okay. know
0: you said it and you went in on it in hollywood and i was like but you i was so shocked i was like taking notes and writing something down and then you said it and i was like <gasps> and
1: that was it, before i read this it was before you read this yes good be, lord because i felt that the press and the political manipulation of the omicron variant was unacceptable yeah and uh and i've been trying really hard to make sure our church was always respectful of um what the government has been asking of what our community wants and what needs and right. and um you know I, n- I didn't want anyone to be able to say mosaic is not a church that believes in science you know <laughs> and uh no i mean i think and, you said it the best yeah. you're like i'm obsessed with science that's, this yeah. is where
0: this is really tough for me
1: yeah yeah and that's right I, i've always been obsessed with science and 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 i do not like when a person still claims something and no longer builds on it and um and, and I, and, and so, and I've been really, to me, incredibly flexible when like Dr. Fauci and others from the CDC and others have gotten things wrong and then changed their minds and changed their perspectives. I understand science is fluid. The problem is whenever you make a statement, you act like science is static. You go trust the science. And I'm going, no, this is what science sees today. In six weeks, you're going to see something different. You go, I mean, trust the science when you change your mind again. And we need to be more honest and say, this is, this is the best. Information we have, but the best information we have right now is omicron is not something we need to fear, and you're not going to die. Uh, the likelihood of you dying because of omicron and um, is so low that um, there should not be a government release like this uh, but um and, I, and one of the things I said Sunday is like death is inevitable, living is not, and right now um. No, what you said on Sunday was just letting you know you're going to die. I said, you're going to die. But will you have ever lived? Yeah, and it, that's the, the reality. Right now, everybody's just surviving and existing. So I was talking to someone last night and they're a really successful businessman and uh, grew up in uh, South LA. And um, and I, we were talking about the crime all over the city. And I said, why do you think there's such an acceleration of crime? Right. And he said, I think there's a direct correlation to the, the stimulus packages, having uh, the opportunity to live without working and now they want to have the same lifestyle without working. And so stealing becomes easier. And, um, I, but I actually think there's a more subtle social narrative that the moment you create a narrative that anyone who has is evil and anyone who doesn't have is good, you no longer create a value system for private property. Yeah. You talked about this on the last Yeah. Episode. Because yeah. if you, if you have something, you got it for some, from, from some evil, um, mechanism. And so my stealing it from you is just making the world even. It's, it's fair for me to steal from you. And I think right now in our culture, because of the way we're creating this class warfare, there is a mindset that says it's fair for us to steal from people because it's just making things even. You, you're rich because you're evil. I'm poor because I'm not. So I'm going to take what you have. And we need to realize that there are cultural hinge points that, that make democracy work. Right, And one of them is um, the value of hard work, the belief that with hard work and determination, you can create a better life and a better world. And once you stop believing that, you, you actually lose a, a part of the soil that makes democracy healthy.
0: Mm. Okay,
1: I think we're good on this one, yeah? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna go into a new year and we're gonna be facing new challenges. Um, I think it's important that we look back on this year and, and have a, maybe um, a little bit of a stark, but honest assessment of where we're at as a society. Right. Um, Because one of the things that we're really committed to is to always be a voice of hope. Yes. To always believe in a better future. Yes. And my word for 2022 is a word, is the word audacity. I want to live an audacious life uh, doing more than anyone ever thought I could accomplished in my life because of my relationship with jesus right and um and so i in a sense today we're creating the the backdrop of where we're at so that we can actually step into next year's battle readies to start talking about where we're going and how we're going to get there i love that thank you guys so much for listening i'm
0: so grateful every person who has written a review has uh has given us five stars I'm um, not so grateful for the four stars or the three stars or anything else. <laughs> um, no, thank you so much for everybody who listens to this podcast each and every week. For the people who binge this podcast, for the people who watch it on YouTube, who listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the other places you listen to it, we're so grateful. You can follow us on Instagram at Bad Podcast. And thank you, Dad, so much for being with us today.
1: I'm so glad. Merry and Christmas episode. and
0: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, guys.